0: On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, we bring you the latest OU football news, including Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus and Teddy's. He's got a beef with on three. And the National College Football Roundup, we discuss the NCAA going after people that they feel have violated the NIL guidelines, and we finish up giving you our winners and losers of the weekend. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right? Our man Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, May 9th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including blackjack, blackjack match, roulette, and Teddy's favorite, craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts, and the Beats and Bites Festival starts this month, people. Night Ranger and Starship will be performing May 28th. It's $5 $5 general admission and kids under 12 get in free. There will be a ton of food trucks and there will be all kinds of things for the kiddos to do, including face painting and an inflatable obstacle course. To buy tickets, visit riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Now, recording this Sunday night, please leave us a five star review and a nice comment while you're at it. And have Mother's
1: Day go, Ted. Painless, all good it was good it was great mama wanted a steak dinner and wanted a a pool day we got it done we had fun out there had the neighborhood over hanging out good good sunday
0: wait hold on so the the layman pool is officially open
1: it's open we lit the fire on the heater uh what friday night started getting her warmed up and uh once the heat arrived, it was good to go, man. It was really nice, fun, fun weekend.
0: Nice. We had we had an action-packed weekend. Saturday, my my son was like triple booked. A lot of <laughs> lot of birthday party action for I the bet. little guy. It's it that is starting to become a very real part of my life. It's like there's so many birthday parties, but yeah. it, there's always drinks there for the parents, so that's nice.
1: Drinks and a TV. You always, if you got drinks, food, and a TV, you're good to go.
0: Yeah. And then Sunday, my wife's first mother's Day went well. My my son got her a bunch of great gifts that she liked. And we hit the golf course, baby. That's what, that's what, uh, that's what, um, my wife and and my mother-in-law wanted to do. So we did stuff with my mom, had like a brunch early at like 11. And then we had like a three o'clock tea time. I was sweating. Dude, it. Uh, I was. I need to get reacclimated to the heat. I've gotten soft, man. Real soft.
1: Yeah, it was hot out there, and I hope you uh, kept the flight down with the wind going on out there. Brutal wind day.
0: I I play a high ball, man. And it was <laughs> it was huh, man. It was brutal. Okay.
1: One one show
0: note. So if you watch the podcast on YouTube, and we've we've had some people ask us in the past about how they could support. You know, because we put that content on there for free. If you watch on YouTube and you want to show your appreciation for the podcast, you can now give us what they call super thanks, which all the money YouTube's got, and that's what they came up with. I, I mean, sure, super, super thanks, super thanks. So basically, cool. it allows you to tip us on the YouTube videos we put out that you really like and. We've just had some people ask about that in the past, and now it is an option. So certainly don't expect people to do it, but kind of cool that it's an option and just wanted to make everyone aware of that.
1: Very, very cool. Very cool. Interested to see how that turns out. I I, super thanks.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll get tons of super thanks. (laughs) Uh, Tons. All right, let's get to the OU stuff and exciting stuff for the University of Oklahoma. Exciting stuff for OU Athletics, and let's be real, man, exciting stuff for me and you. And that yeah. is Sooner Vision on ESPN+. Uh, a, a deal got done between OU's kind of in-house media arm and ESP, ESPN+. And basically, all of the OU content is going to be in one place for OU fans to watch whenever and wherever in the United States you want to watch. And we don't have to deal with Bally sports anymore. Now I, I, I am so glad that I can, I can criticize that company the way it deserves to be criticized. That will be fun for me, Ted. Thank God. But ESPN plus six 99 a month, or you can do the year, the annual package for 69 99. It's a great deal, and you are going to get all kinds of OU content starting at August, baby. Let's go! This is this is big time for OU.
1: No, it is. It's going to be awesome, and you know I, I'm assuming you get all the other access to ESPN Plus stuff too, which you know a lot of people already have those accounts. So, for a big portion of the fan base, it's not going to be anything new. You're just going to have easy access to all the stuff that you really like. But I think this is awesome. And, you know, the football stuff is going to be nice to have that on there. Some of the coaches shows and and all of that stuff. But the best part about it is it's going to make it way easier to watch all of the other stuff that is is really hard to get and maybe only makes a TV appearance a a handful of times a year. Going to have tons of of softball, tons of basketball, tons of, of tennis, and just all of the other things that that a lot of people want to have access to, it's going to be great. I, I thought this is one of the best things that OU's done in a while.
0: Yeah, and, and you look at it, just a ton of OU content, right? You look at the press release, 100 annual live events. There's going to be some studio programming. Um, you're, you're also going to be able to access a lot of the shows that we've done in the past, including some of the, kind of the, uh, the flashbacks that we've done where we're breaking down old, important OU games, which is always a lot of fun for, for you and I, and I am, I I am really excited that OU softball and basketball are going to be on there a ton. And as far as, as far as football, and you mentioned gymnastics, I mean, got, got the best gymnastics program, in the country and people are going to be able to watch them more. That's, that's going to be awesome. I Maybe golf gets on there more with the way that coach Hibble's got things rolling. So who, who knows, but it it's, it's almost the dream scenario for an OU fan because I, I use a lot of streaming stuff. Now I still have Cox cable because my wife refuses to let us get rid of Cox cable. She doesn't want to have to memorize new channels. I totally get that. So, but we have, I've had ESPN Plus since it came out. And when you compare it to kind of the other streaming platforms that carry sports, like ESPN Plus is the best one in my mind. Like they have, they have their stuff together the most. It's, it's the exact opposite of Bally Sports. So now when people are looking for, whether it's the huddle or they're looking for BV's coaches show that you were on, it's actually going to be there at the time it's supposed to be there, which is going to be very, very convenient for us. I look forward to not getting any more tweets about that. Ted, where wow. it's like, Hey, where's, where's the huddle? Why is it not on? Why am I watching some like random soccer game? I'm like, I, I don't know, man. That's above my pay grade. Now it's just one spot in the ESPN plus app that OU fans can go and they can find more OU content that you could ever dream of in one spot. I am I'm fired up and as far as football you you and me we're we're going to be all over ESPN Plus. Look at us. It's going to be now, awesome. We are we are not going to be employed by ESPN. We're still just working for Sooner Vision, uh, you know, for our guy Jacob Potter, so we don't have to answer to our ESPN overlords, but it is going to be really cool. I, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to do, you know, all the shows we've done on the past, right? The Puddle Coaches Show, Coaches Corner uh, that Plank and I have been doing lately, the pregame show that you and uh, you, me, and Chad McKee do. Uh, that's that's all going to be on there, and people are going to be able to just to just go there and watch it, as opposed to the wild goose chase that it has been. Since Valley took over.
1: Uh, It's going to be so awesome. Now, my one issue in this, this is not an ESPN plus issue. This is a television issue. I have an LG TV, Gabe. LG TVs do not download the ESPN plus app. It makes me want to rip my television off the freaking wall every time. So, and I know there's ways around it. I know. Like, you get a fire stick or whatever. I just want the app on my TV. That's all I want. And I don't know why LG doesn't have it. Does everything have to be so damn complicated? Just get the app on LG TV. That's all I want. Please. That's that's all you want. Is it? I have. I
0: use. A Roku that we have, we have this this uh, system called Control Four, and within it, I can go to my Roku, and our Roku has the ESPN Plus. Like you just click on it, and then it's all just there. It's fantastic.
1: It's it's the. Do you want me to get you one? Well, (sighs) I just don't understand. I can get Paramount. I can get Netflix, I can get Amazon, I can get HBO Max, I can get Disney Plus. I can get everything except for ESPN Plus. Everything except for ESPN Plus.
0: Okay, so if you're like Ted, you got to figure this out, right? Because this is coming. Because either either the opener against UTEP or week two against Kent State is going to be On ESPN Plus now that decision has not been made. I asked, right, and it's really kind of up to the networks. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But either the UTEP game or the Kent State game will be on ESPN Plus. So plan accordingly,
1: people. Worth it, right there. I know. I know. It was always a hot button issue every year. The uh, the pay per view game.
0: The. The pay-per-view game, Should, do we need to hold, like, a memorial service
1: for it? Like, RIP. Yeah. Or a celebration. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's great. So, I, I know that some people saw this and they're like, okay,
0: does this mean, like, all OU games are going to be on ESPN Plus? No. Just one game. And it's going to be the UTEP game or the Kent State game. And all of OU's other games will be on the normal channels you've been watching them on for years you know ESPN ESPN2 ABC Fox god forbid they get one on FS1 I hope not but it'll it'll all be there except for the one game that gets assigned to ESPN plus so i would highly recommend getting ESPN plus i think it is going to be i think it's going to be must have for any OU fan but if If you don't want to get ESPN plus then you're going you're just going to miss the one game because the other games are going to get picked in the in the network draft and they will be on the channels we've been watching on so if anyone's confused about that no not every game for OU will be on ESPN plus just one and that one game has not been determined yet
1: there you go easy enough I think it's going to be awesome um and OU's the first school to sign uh, this kind of exclusive deal with ESPN Plus, right? And I imagine there's going to be probably more of these type of deals to follow for, for schools that, like, not a lot of schools have the setup that OU does in order to produce their own type of content the way that OU can. And OU is one of the few schools that has had control of their tier three rights right like a lot of other schools don't have that it's kind of absorbed into their network deals
0: yeah and the interesting part about this right because i i think we're all so excited because not only will it be just really really nice not to have to deal with bally sports (laughs) anymore it, it will get the other sports at ou way more exposure it helps all sports right but in my mind, one of the things that it does is sets up a really smooth transition for when OU goes to the SEC, right? Because yep. OU's media rights deal now will not be the same as when they go to the SEC. The, the deal that OU's got with the Big 12, like, you, you just don't get that in the SEC, right? They, they, they do things a little differently from a media rights perspective but when when OU does make that transition i i believe and i think there's still a little unknown with this but i i don't know exactly how what the SEC platform is going to look like let's say in 2025 but it's my understanding after asking some people some questions that this you know sooner vision on ESPN plus platform will be easily integrated into whatever the SEC platform looks like here in the near future. So they're pretty, I'll say they're very confident that it will be a very easy transition, not only for the content and for all that stuff, but for the subscribers, right? That it will be almost a seamless transition when that move happens. And with the SEC's relationship, with ESPN, I, I, I think it's easiest to just tell OU fans, like, Hey, get an ESPN plus subscription. You're, you're yeah. going to need it. You're going to need it now. And you're going to need it in the future. Might as well just take the lead it, and it's going to be worth the money. And you can, you can do the thing where you, what you can bundle Disney plus Hulu like and bucks? ESPN plus all in one. It, yeah.
1: Think it's, it's an like awesome 50, deal. I think it's $15 a month or something. I'm not exactly sure. That's what I have, although I'm not able to watch it on my LG TV, right? <laughs> I, I feel like your beef is with LG TV. It is. Well, it, it is unless I find out that it's ESPN's fault that they won't allow LG to have the app. Then my beef, beef is with ESPN.
0: Dude, this is, this is exactly what's going to happen. Remember the YouTube super thanks we talked about earlier? Yes. You're, you're going to take all that super thanks revenue we're going to get. And you're, you're going to go buy you a Samsung.
1: Yeah. I, I was thrilled with the TV that I got. Loved it. I was, it was just the coolest thing ever. And then I had to try and get ESPN plus one night, like quick. Like, I think I was getting a UFC fight or something. There's a bunch of people over. And it's like, what? hang on a second. Why can I not get ESPN plus on this TV? What, what is happening right now? Meltdown meltdown
0: with a bunch of people there oh
1: yeah that i were you embarrassed got it figured out but it was not easy because like in, in my house i've got like this big brick uh fireplace and my tv is mounted onto the brick okay and everything is already connected on there before it's mounted you don't need to so there's not access to the back of the tv so i i was like on a ladder at the top of this brick thing that's like twenty feet in the air, trying to get a damn fire stick into my TV so I could get uh whatever ESPN plus to order the fight. Not a good night. It's clearly it it And I I clearly run traumatized a you. short fuse anyways, and this was this was just like it was not a good deal.
0: Yeah. I, I will say this whole this whole Sooner Vision on ESPN plus thing, it it's kind of like another thing that makes me think that OU isn't going to the SEC until 2025. Is that just me? I feel like I feel like if you think you're going next year, like you don't even right. go through the trouble. I I could be wrong, but it does feel like, you know, a little, hey, let's take care of these next couple of years and then we'll let's, just make them find
1: a way to make some money off of our tier three rights while we still have them because yeah, once they go to the sec, they're, they're not going to own those rights anymore. That'll all be looped into the network sec network.
0: Yeah. So just, just something to think about. Okay.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help.
0: a list, uh, 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 maybe a beef list. And on three has has made it onto your list from what I can tell because you were not a fan of on three's top 10 transfer portal QBs list. Now, before, before we get any reaction from you, let me read the top 10 on on three's top 10 transfer portal QBs list. Number one. Caleb Williams at USC. Number two, Quinn Ewers at Texas. Number three, Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. Number four, Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. Number five, Cam Ward, Cameron Ward, who I believe is at Washington State now, coming from the FCS. Number six is Bo Nix at Oregon. Number seven is Keaton Slovis at Pitt. Number eight, Connor Bazelak. I believe he's at Indiana. Now and then, number nine is Max Johnson, who is now at Texas A&M. Came from LSU, and number ten, JT Daniels at West Virginia. Um, your thoughts?
1: I'll, I'll just leave it open. Your thoughts? I don't. They're idiots. Is there any other way around it? Uh,
0: there's a. There's several people on the list that like haven't played in a very long time.
1: Yeah. Well, haven't played in a very long time or haven't played ever. Like, number two, Quinn Ewers, he's got, like, two snaps as a quarterback in big-time football. Jackson Dart has played, like, just a handful of games. I don't understand it. I don't understand why Dylan Gabriel's not on here. It's either that they're idiots and they don't think he belongs or they're idiots and just – like happened to forget, you know, and I don't know which one is more likely, but I think he's probably got more wins, more yards, more touchdowns than any of the guys on this list.
0: I, I guarantee you he does.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the- he's going to a team that had more wins than any of these other teams that anyone went to in the past. Like, I I just I don't understand it at all. It's ridiculous. They're idiots.
0: Is there anything you want to say about it? Because I, I I knew when I saw your tweet, I knew you 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 were very upset and I figured it it was all because I I just don't understand how anyone can make a list of the top 10 transfer quarterbacks, you know, and you look at the situations, right. For all of these guys, I just don't know how you could say JT Daniels is in a better situation and is a better player than Dylan Gabriel. He's been beat
1: out everywhere. He's been, he was supposed to be great at USC. Then he was supposed to be, Great at Georgia. Now I'm I'm supposed to believe he's going to be great at West Virginia, of all places. I I don't understand. They're, they had to have forgotten, and if they forgot, they're idiots. I I there's no other way around it. That stuff
0: does happen, right? You hear about you hear like AP top twenty five voters talk about that. Where they like they. Turn their top twenty-five in, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I left, I left Georgia off." <laughs> You're right. just like, like mistakes like that happen. But I, part of me wonders if on three made this list, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna leave Dylan Gabriel off because we want that OU fan interaction." I, I feel like I know that that's that is always part of my thinking when I see this stuff now because I don't think I, Keaton Slovis. He got beat out, and yeah. if you're expecting well, Keenan so Slovis to Spencer Rattler, yeah, and I, ever, like
1: half of the other guys out here are still at quarterback battles. Quinn Ewers quarterback battle, uh, Max Johnson quarterback battle, Jackson Dart quarterback battle. JT Daniels isn't even, hasn't even been on campus yet. Yeah, he wasn't there for he, spring ball. He won't. He won't even finish the season. I mean, there's no he's. I don't know. It, if, it, it, all I'm saying is, like, if they left it off to get the OU fan interaction, that's why I tag it with when I tweet about it. It's on the do not ever go to their site again list. Don't click on the article, and don't ever click on their site. They're pieces of trash. If they're doing that on purpose, they're leaving a the kid off on purpose to try and get the fan base to interact. It's stupid.
0: Just a reminder, Dylan Gabriel. 8,037 yards passing, 70 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Also, eight rushing touchdowns. But yeah, Max Johnson and JT Daniels. Jackson Dart. Hey, Jackson Dart's a talented guy, but like, I, I am, I, I understand where, like you look at Caleb Williams being number one on the list, right? It, it's because of the potential. Like he's extremely talented, but when you think about, okay, what has he really accomplished as a college football player? It's, it's not a whole lot, right? And he was, he was just a true freshman. So it's hard to accomplish a ton in that little time. But that's why you, you look at some of the guys on the, this list, like JT Daniels has been in college for a long time. It, he hasn't done anything. So I, that's where you look at it and like, okay, I can, I can understand where you're coming from with Caleb Williams and Quinn Ewers, right? Quinn Ewers hadn't done anything, but e- even if you just watched the Texas spring game, you, you see some of, the, some of the glimpses where you're like, okay, yeah, I see it. I see it. Now, doing it on Saturdays in the fall is a whole lot different than doing it in a spring game, right? So we'll see, but yeah, the fact that, Dylan Gabriel's not on the list for a couple of these guys that have have been in college for quite some time and just really haven't accomplished anything. That's where I look at and I go, okay, like compared to the, the big potential guys. All right. Maybe Gabriel doesn't have the same ceiling as those guys, but he certainly accomplished more than just about everyone on this list.
1: Yeah, there, you've got to be shitting me that you're going to put a guy that transferred to Indiana on a list whenever and you're not going to put Dylan Gabriel on there, a guy that has like what he's already accomplished and he went to Oklahoma, a team that's going to be the favorite to win the Big 12 and has a legitimate chance to make a college football playoff. There's not another team on here that's going to have a chance that if you look at it right now, like someone may end up finding their way, who knows, but that's the only team that you would point out to say that has a chance to make a college football playoff. And it's going to be directly related to how he plays. It's stupid.
0: Oh, you haven't heard that Texas is Texas is going to the college football playoff, right. man. Come on. Right. So is USC. Come on, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's finish up the OU stuff with, I, I just feel like we have to keep giving Baker Mayfield updates, right? Just for the, the sanity of the fan base and, and everyone just, Just wants him to, wants him to go somewhere. Someone please help Baker because Josina Anderson tweeted that basically that she had talked to a team that was interested in Baker. And then she said this quote, but they cooled, not wanting to pay asking price feeling. He has to be cut their follow-up comment. No one's trying to do the Browns any favors in this situation. Ted, you and I have talked about this. The Browns have just handled this in the most Browns way possible, and it just looks like our man Baker Mayfield is just going to have to suffer for a while. I mean, this this has got to be brutal for him, but, yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound like anyone's going to do the Cleveland Browns any favors, and it'll be really interesting to see when – when that breaking point comes for the Browns, hopefully soon.
1: It's going to delay, delay, delay. I'm paying off that 18 million bucks, right? Wow. Uh, yeah. I, and that's it's kind of the same thing we've talked about for a while. I don't think anyone's going to be in any hurry. Now, when the Browns finally start to see the writing on the wall and you start getting closer to OTAs and, even training camp in the in the fall they're going to start to make some movement on that that payoff of that 18 million like I don't know I don't know where they've been right now with teams but the closer you get to kind of that deadline I they're going to have to start moving on it or else you know they're just I don't think they're going to get stuck paying the whole 18 million and releasing him I think once they get to a certain point, teams are going to be ready to pounce, right? If you can pick up Baker Mayfield for, I don't know, $5 million or, or maybe even $8 million, I don't know. Teams are going to be able to want to do that. Because once you start to get down to what some of the backup quarterbacks are making, and you can stomach that, even if he doesn't knock off your starter and win the job, You'll be able to stomach paying what what some of the the high end backup quarterbacks across the league make for. It's just a one year deal too. So, I think there's I think it's going to happen once we get into the summer, and everyone's trying to get their roster set. I think we'll see some movement.
0: Yeah, and the the Seattle Seahawks have have been an organization that a lot of people thought makes a lot a lot of people think makes a lot of sense for Baker to end up with, but. Pete Carroll, he, he was asked about the possibility of the Seahawks trading for, for a quarterback uh, this week, and he said, quote, I don't see us making a trade for anybody at all. I don't see that happening. Now, Pete Carroll did not say, I don't see us picking up a quarterback off waivers, or I, I guess I don't see us signing a qu- the, the most likely scenario. I don't see us signing. He didn't say I don't see us signing a quarterback that has just been released by a team, which is is probably what Seattle is hoping for. But yeah, I just feel for him, man. I feel for him because he's just in a he's in no man's land right now.
1: Right. Yeah. It was very. I will not be the next head coach at LSU of uh, of Pete Carroll with with that that statement there. Yeah. Not going to be trading, but they may be in the market for picking a guy up that's been released. So, yeah, I know, I know Baker's, and the way he is, he wants to be on a team. You know, he, he thrives in the locker room environment and getting to know the guys. And, you know, and this is, this is crucial, crucial time, getting some chemistry with wide receivers, learning the new guys, learning your teammates, being able to be around the facility and, and, uh, you know just spend time with the guys trying to trying to develop that, that tight knit bond a little bit i know baker misses out on that but i still think he's going to be okay
0: yeah just just not in a good spot man you got the browns tweeting Tweeting dumb things, you know, about Deshaun Watson and Orange and everyone. It was like throwing, it was like throwing chum to sharks, man, <laughs> on Twitter. I was like, oh boy, here we go. But <laughs> it, it'll happen eventually for our guy, Baker Mayfield. Patience, patience for our man, Baker, I suppose. All right, let's get to call your shot. And we asked you guys, what was the most important thing that happened for OU football? This week and this first one comes from Aaron Varner six on Twitter who says ESPN plus deal easier for recruits to see all of our games and brings in a lot of money for facilities and coaching for all sports. That is that's something that I really hadn't thought about and not not necessarily the recruiting aspect for football right now. It it does allow if a recruit wants to watch OU play UTEP or. Kent State, then yeah, that that certainly gives them more exposure. But I think I think as far as football recruiting, I think one of the big things is like just those kids being able to see how much exposure football players get. Like how much coverage you get if you go playing at O, if you go play at OU, right? All of the I, I don't know how many recruits are aware of all of the shows that, you know, you and me and Plank do throughout the week to, to talk about the players and to, you know, get their brand out there and create recognition between the players and the fan base. Like not all schools do the, the stuff that OU does and OU does it at a very, very high level. And now, that's going to be able to be accessed from anywhere in the United States as opposed to just like our region. So that, that's really something I hadn't thought about. And if you know Brent, Brent Venables can now go to a recruit and go, hey, go check out the ESPN Plus platform and, and see, see what it's like if you play at OU. See, see all the shows that they talk about you on that now everyone, you know the 21 million subscribers that have ESPN Plus can, can click on and, and, and then they can hear you being talked about. So that, that really wasn't something that had crossed my mind from a recruiting standpoint.
1: Yeah, no, it's huge. And like it's obvious with the other sports that OU covers really well. And I, I, there's not a lot of other sport, like the, the gymnastics, the softballs, the tennis, golf, whatever. There's not a lot of schools that cover those the way OU does. OU's done a really good job. Now, this is going to be way more of a national, like they're going to still do the things that they've done. I imagine maybe even do them better. But, you know, being able to be a a golf recruit or a gymnastics recruit or a softball recruit And have access and be able to go click on and see that they're doing TV shows, talking about those different sports all the time. And there's going to be live events on there. And I'm sure they'll be all archived and you'll be able to go watch all of the live stuff from the past. That's going to be really cool, man. Not a lot of people are going to have that.
0: Yeah. So that that can be used to OU's advantage. I assume this other one comes from Kyle Ques, Ques, K-U-E-S, Ques. That's kind of sweet. Am I saying, do you think that Ques? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, right? Yeah. He says, obvious answer is ESPN Plus deal. Massive for the program and fans. Also, a lot of eyes will be on some of the minor sports like softball. That's boring, though. I want to go with track times for row. Freeman, etc., big speed upgrades coming. They ran some track this weekend in the state of Oklahoma, and I, I think Gavin Freeman was. I think they won the state championship in the four by one. And then those videos of Jaden Rowe running a 10-3, that dude looks massive.
1: Yeah, he does, he looks huge now. Uh, Whenever at signing day, he was, I think, listed at like 6'3", 215, something like that, 6'2", 215. He's a big dude. He does not look like a defensive back out there. He looks like a DN. Now, he's running with some smaller kids, but he's got great size and great speed. That's exactly what you want. Dare I say uh, cheetah position on defense? that sandbacker/nickel spot. Woo! That's what he's looking like.
0: He he looks real good.
1: <laughs> he looks real
0: real good. Uh big jacked humans that can run. Give me as many of them as we can get. Bring them all. Bring them all to Norman, Oklahoma. All right, let's do birthday shout-outs. Happy 12th birthday to Ryland Bear Adkins. Happy 14th birthday to Addie Jumper. Happy birthday and high school graduation
1: to Brinley, AKA Pookie. (laughs) She'll love that. Happy 18th birthday to Caden Phillips. Happy 36th birthday to Davey Phillips. Happy birthday to Harrison Hannah.
0: Congratulations to Caitlin and Preston on the birth of James Walker, Stanley. And we've got a couple of late additions, Ted. Happy 26th birthday to Kyle Hilton Jr. And happy 45th birthday to Ryan Frad. Awesome. Ryan Frad. All right. The NCA is they're coming for all the cheaters. <laughs> but first, the only place to stop when you're road tripping is love's travel stops loves has over 600 locations in 41 states offering 24 hour access to clean and safe places whatever your road trip needs are loves has it fuel fresh food all the snacks and drinks including my favorite yes java Amore. i'm just gonna keep making that more ridiculous and more ridiculous that coffee is fantastic loves also has you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones They've expanded their mobile to go zone. So you can grab any of that stuff there. Make sure you download the loves connect app for exclusive offers from today's most popular brands. The loves connect app also includes a route planner and store locator. When you see that red neon heart on the highway, stop in and say hi at loves travel stops for a full list of what loves has to offer. Visit loves.com.
1: Opalus clothing is the exclusive home for all of our Oklahoma breakdown merchandise, if you want to live your life in buttery soft comfort, go to OpolisClothing.com. O-P-O-L-I-S Clothing.com. Use our promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10%, 10% off your entire order. You'll still get a discount on all the OU and OKC Thunder gear as well. It's OpolisClothing.com. Use the promo code TED for 10% off. Buttery soft and 10% off.
0: And send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence with a 12 to one student to teacher ratio. No student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join. And as a proud member of the OSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org financial aid is available i know we've talked a lot about nil and it's just it, it, it's kind of hard to avoid at this point uh, so let's let's talk the latest when it comes to name image and likeness and the latest is the leaders in college athletics have mobilized and they want guardrails and they want them now they are angry And the NCAA Board of Directors will give them the green light Monday. So here's what they want. NIL started 10 months ago, essentially. And and since NIL started, if any booster or booster-led collective has been found to have associated with prospects about recruiting on another college team or in high school, They want those people to be found guilty of violating NCA rules and they want them punished. They want them sanctioned, whether it's the booster sanctioned or the school sanctioned, they want sanctions and the way they want to do it is the NCA enforcement staff. They're coming for all the cheaters, Ted they're coming for all the cheaters. Even though the NCA enforcement staff is only like 15 to 20 people. Now that, I mean, maybe maybe a manpower issue there, but not exactly a massive department. But they want to enforce the rules that they were supposed to be
1: enforcing. Is that is that right? Yeah, I guess. I this is so stupid. Well, I I guess I'm glad that they're actually at least talking like they're going to enforce the rules. I know they're not going to, but at least they're talking like they're they're going to start. It's 2022. This has been going on for a year. We may, maybe, we'll hear something come from this by like 2027 or 2028. No sooner than that. <laughs> if at all. The... Have they punished Kansas basketball yet? No, that's what I'm saying.
0: Huh. And now and now their enforcement staff is even smaller because remember they had to they had to make some cuts cuz of COVID. Just like a lot of companies did, right? So they they still haven't gotten around to uh to punishing some of those involved in, in that whole FBI investigation in college basketball. And now they're They're just going to start enforcing this stuff quickly. What they're just going to prioritize it all 15 to 20 members of the enforcement. I'm going to call it the enforcement force, because that sounds way cooler.
1: Here's the thing. and We talked about this the other day with Golick. They don't have subpoena power over boosters and players. You, there's no incentive for any of those people to turn over any records or talk to these NCAA enforcement folks for any reason. It's not going to happen. It's just not. You say that, but let me,
0: let, me, let me read you a Pat Forty tweet. Okay. Because remember, the reason, and there was a group, There there was a there was a working group, right, that was pushing for this to be be how NIL started, right? Guardrails in place. And ultimately they decided they couldn't do it because they were so scared with what just happened with the Austin case with the Supreme Court that they were like, no, 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 we'll just get sued into oblivion. We can't do that. And now, oh my gosh, people took advantage of the rules and now they want to do it, right? So the big issue is, if they do this, they are going to get sued, and they know that. And Pat Forty tweeted that the NCA will be calling guys that got offered deals from collectives and, quote, they'll be asked to spill the beans and would be mandated to cooperate, which really makes me wonder what mandated to cooperate means. I mean, what? Mandated by who? And if they don't cooperate, then what? Right. The, well, the, the fastest way, and remember, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I feel like I've, I've read a lot about this entire situation to know this. The fastest way for the NCAA to get sued and to even become more and more irrelevant in college athletics is for them to try and punish the players, right? Try to rule a guy ineligible. Try to, uh, there's no way they would try, but try to make a guy give the money back. Like they, they can't do that. And I, I can't imagine they're going to try to do anything like that now. They've surprised me in the past with some of the decisions they've made, but I, I think they really just want to know if schools worked closely with collectives and they want to punish those schools and they will, they'll also, they may also go after some schools saying that they didn't control their boosters and the collectives that were connected to the school at, as far as the boosters, I, what it, I, I read some stuff where they said they're going to try to maybe dissociate those boosters from the schools, a la what happened to Reggie Bush at USC. Like, hey, you can't, you can't be around for ten years. Like, schools are going to freak out. You're gonna, you're gonna try to dissociate some of our biggest donors. Uh, no, you're not doing that. And the schools would just sue the NCA, and they will probably win because. They're going to say, for the most part, a lot of these boosters and collectives are compliant with the NIL laws in their state. And they've got some very good lawyers making sure everything they're doing is above board in that state when it comes to the NIL laws. So the schools aren't going to want their big
1: money donors dissociated from the school. Are you kidding me? There's no way. Well... Here's the interesting thing, just, just kind of the way I look at it. If, if the NIL collective is not run by the school, the NCAA has no power. It's not a part of the university, right? They opened the floodgates for this. You can't go back later and say that, oh, well, that's not what we meant. Right? You can't do that. Unless I'm missing something, it seems to me like this is this is like a show of strength to try and rein in some of the stuff and have have people start pumping the brakes. Because here's the thing, and this is what we've got to remember. The NCAA works for all of the universities and I know that they're getting a lot of pressure from a lot of the universities to try and you know slow down or stop a lot of what's going on out there so I think you will see cooperation from a lot of schools and the schools that don't cooperate I think that's going to be pretty telling as to what they've done now does that mean that the NCAA is going to be able to to go back and look at what they did and and sanction them or sanction their boosters or any of the players? I don't necessarily know, but I feel like this is more like a like a bluff more than anything just to try and get everyone to start pumping the brakes. I'm calling recruits and offering NIL deals to to guys that are already at other schools and you know, I could be wrong, but we'll see.
0: I don't think any of these rich people are scared of the NCAA. No. <laughs> At all. And I, I will say this. I, I talked to Plank about this, and I have a bit of a conspiracy theory, and I know you love a good conspiracy theory. So we have, we have heard some really important people in college athletics talk about college football breaking away from the NCA. And, and whether that means it being under the control of the college football playoff or under the control of the conferences, uh, that's, that's still unclear to me, but we've heard Jack Swarbrick, the Notre Dame athletic director, bring that up. And now we've heard Gene Smith, the Ohio state athletic director talk about that as well. This is all in like the last week and a half,
1: Bob said it on on my radio show last Tuesday. And Bob knows some people, right? And a big,
0: a big part of me, saw that because the NCAA knows if they do what they're trying to do, or like these leaders in college football are pushing the NCAA to do this, right? right? Hey, I'm punish these people. We all know if they do that, they're going to get sued and all likelihood lose. Right with with what we learned from the Austin case, and from you know what the Supreme Court said, so a big part of me thinks that these leaders in college athletics are pushing for this to essentially finalize the NCAA's irrelevance, and to have that lead to them being able to break off and do their own thing with their own rules. Now whether. Whether what that looks like, I don't know, but it's the timing of it is awfully interesting. Where you've got all these people, you know, talking about like, oh, well, maybe college football should be its own thing. And now you've got this big push by all of these athletic directors and big time decision makers out in Arizona all meeting together, like, yeah, NCAA, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, you've got, it's like you're at the bar with your buddies really good looking girl across the bar. And they're like, nudge you like do it, man. We all know it's going to end poorly. (laughs) They know it. Maybe even, you know it, but they're like, you got it, man. Come on, do it, do it. You got to do it. I, I feel like that's what's happening here. Now it's, it's just a theory, but I guess the next question is okay. Who, if something like that happens, who makes the cut, who does it? I, I don't know, but when, when guys like Swarbrick and Smith are saying stuff th- like that and then the same guys are pushing the NCA to get really, really proactive about the NIL stuff, I don't know, it just, it's interesting to me.
1: Yeah, there is a bit of satisfaction to know that there's a good chance that NCAA is being herded off a cliff and they don't even know it right that
0: that's a that's a better analogy than the buddies at the bar yeah no that's that off the cliff is definitely better
1: I, I I don't know I'm I I feel like that's where we're going at least with football but I don't know if I should be excited about that or if I should be resistant to that. I don't, I don't know. There's so much change right now. And I ultimately I want, I want college football to be a good system that is regulated. That is fair. That gives as many schools an opportunity as possible to be successful. I, you know, we happen to cover one of the schools is that is a have you know there's there's a small group of haves there's a large group of have nots i would like to see everyone a little closer to equal i and maybe that's a little bit of a detriment to oklahoma but i think that think oklahoma has a, a good administration a really good coaching staff, good players, and I feel like the more you allow stuff like this to go on, the less it has to do with how you run the program and how your administration is and how good your coaches are at actually coaching football, and it just becomes more of a, how good are you at raising money. I That, that just doesn't seem right to me for – for pursuing a championship?
0: Yeah, I, the more I think about it, the more torn I am because I love college football and I also want, uh, I want the guys to be able to, to essentially make as much money as they can, like make as much money as people will pay them. But you, you got to think about the overall health of the sport and how, the current system and the way it's operating could affect how invested fans are. And I think that's where you, you start thinking of like, if enough, if enough fans decide that they, they don't love the system like it. And that starts affecting viewership numbers. Then that starts affecting TV deals. And like, oh, there's, there, there's definitely a domino effect to all that. But George Klyavkov and Greg, Sanke, and Greg Sankey, they they traveled to Washington D.C. late this week, and, and they met with U.S. senators in an effort to work toward getting some sort of federal NIL legislation in place that right would apply to every state. And I, I think that is something that you know they that even Mark Emmert said that, that is that would be that would change a lot. Would be be good for this entire system, but the federal government's got a lot going on, man. Midterms are in November. That that this is this is not very high on the member of Congress's priority list right now. Like the two, the, the two to, I can't talk. Why 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 do I even do this if I can't talk? <laughs> the to do list. My gosh, the to do list. Of a United States senator. I can't imagine the NIL situation it is very high up on that list. But a big part of that trip is, from what I understand, was for Sankey and for Kleavkov to lay out how bad football players becoming employees could be for the rest of college athletics. And I think that's kind of something you're hinting at. Ted. And it's something that I've thought about over the last couple of days, right? Because you've got, I think you've got three main options right now. You've got what the leaders of college athletics and the NCAA are going to try to do with the enforcement force, right? We're going to, we're going to catch all the cheaters. We're going to crack down with our 15 to 20 people doing it. Okay. That, That doesn't seem very realistic to me. Then you've got, you know, kind of the way down the road view of things where college football players become employees and they're getting benefits and they're getting salaries. And that that becomes a new expense for the university. And that money, that money's got to come from somewhere. And if you are allocating money currently to something, let's say a rowing program or a tennis program or a golf program or a gymnastics program, if you're currently allocating money to something that is losing you money, maybe you look at this new expense of having to pay these college football players and you go, hmm, sorry, gymnastics. That money's got to go to these football players now. And I've thought a lot about that. And I've thought a lot about what what could be eliminated if if college football players become employees. And I think I, I don't think we would like how that would end up. I I I'm okay with the current system if it means that a bunch of kids don't lose their opportunity to be college athletes, like if the, if the options are the chaotic thing we got going right now, or making these kids employees, organizing it a little bit and cutting a bunch of other athletic programs, give me the current chaotic system. I think, I think that's where, because I, Playing, playing a sport in college, I, I think if, if you can do it, I, 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 would just recommend it so highly. So I, I just don't want a bunch of, a bunch of young people across the country to miss out on that opportunity so that, you know, football players are getting a cut of TV revenue or whatever it would be. I, I don't know. I,
1: yeah, well, there is no easy answer. That's the thing. You know, there, there's not, you know, I, I think the, the thought of college football going on its own away from the NCAA, well, I think some of that sounds good. But you mentioned, like, what's the, what's the cutoff point for who makes that group and who doesn't? Is it the Power Five? Well, if it's the Power Five, everyone else withers and dies, if you're not a part of that group, then uh, there's going to be no money there at all as far as television deals, and and I know it's already very small, but the you might as well turn the, – you just overnight turn those schools into D2, right, they're, if they're not a part of that. So, I mean, that's a problem with that. I mean, you mentioned cutting other programs. Uh, it's. Well, let me ask this: Is the easiest way, to to do this, is just eliminate the. Uh, the current rule about going early to the NFL. And just eliminate it. You can go to the NFL whenever you want. If you want to make that jump and go start making money, you can go whenever you want to go.
0: I. I certainly think – and I, I've talked a lot about that, right, especially in, in, in the case of a guy like Will Anderson or a guy like B. John Robinson, right, but especially Will Anderson. He would have been in the number one overall pick this year. That man should not have to play any more football for free. I say free. I'm sure I'm sure Will Anderson's got, got some good income flowing in there in, in Tuscaloosa, but I – I am one of those people that maybe maybe
1: you could make it two years. Now, just to clarify, that's an NFL rule. That is not a college rule. Correct. This the would be NFL thing.
0: That would that would have
1: to be something. But I think there's like a uh, there's an understanding between the NFL and college, in my opinion, because the NFL typically would take guys whenever. But college football has probably said, listen, w- w- we need our stars, right? In order for this thing to, to be relevant and be as big as it is and, and really be, be what it's become, we need those guys to be able to hang around here and play for several years. And the NFL, I think, in order to, to maintain a, a good relationship has probably said okay to that, but I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think the NFL looks at it going, we have the best minor league system where these programs are putting just an incredible amount of resources into these players. We don't have to pay a dime for them. Right. And why would the NFL change anything? They got a pretty sweet system going. But yeah, I I, I don't know what's going to happen with NIL. Those guidelines are coming this week. It'll be interesting. Well, I, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Uh, when, when those new guidelines are, are released, but yeah, man, I just, it, it feels like the future of college football, like, and, and once again, I'm not trying to scare anyone. I don't think college football go is going anywhere. Certainly Oklahoma football is not going anywhere, right? Th- this thing's going to keep rolling, right? With Oklahoma is one of the premier programs. OU is going to be fine. But as far as you know, the, Tulsa, Right. What is the future in of, of, of Tulsa the, football? There's not
1: very many programs out there that operate in a like a, like Oklahoma is one of the few athletic departments that operates with a surplus, it, it, and it's rare.
0: Yeah. So a lot is happening. Should be should be an interesting week. All right. Let's finish up with our winners and losers of the weekend.
1: But first, it's time to get back out on the golf course, people. There's nothing better to drink on the course than the number one seltzer in golf, Clubby Seltzers. Clubby Seltzers is an Oklahoma company that is already winning national awards because their product is delicious. It tastes exactly like a club special, but it's a seltzer. They're not just for golf course either. They're perfect to drink by the pool after mowing the lawn, whatever. If you haven't tried Clubby Seltzers yet, go grab some. You won't regret it. And Clubby's first variety pack is coming out this month to find a place near near you that has Clubby's visit clubby seltzers.com.
0: Perfect to drink when it's hot. Perfect. Perfect. Attention business owners. You need Insurica in your life. Yeah, you do. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 officers throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs By accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers, they compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A dot com. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend?
1: I thought about going with the University of South Florida. Um, Gary Bohannon has committed to play there. Excellent quarterback, did some really good things with Baylor last year. Kind of shocked me how that all went down with Aranda telling him he was not going to be the starter and giving him the opportunity to enter in the portal. I thought, I think that says a lot about Dave Aranda as a coach, but I think South Florida got them a, a really, really good player. But I ended up going with Zay Flowers, Boston College wide receiver. Now, uh, he was a uh, all conference last year in the ACC, uh, really, really good. One of the top prospects coming for the for the NFL at wide receivers next year um, at Boston College. Whenever the deadline for the transfer portal started to uh, to get close, he had, I believe, what six or so different schools, or, I guess collectives collectives or people um by uh back channels get in touch not directly with him but people close to him and offer him six-figure uh nil deals a bunch of schools were doing it and he was all excited about it went and talked to his dad his dad said to give it a minute go talk to your coach he went to talk to Jeff Halfley, the, uh, the coach there at Boston College. And after thinking about it for a while and talking about it with his dad, who um, single dad, he's uh, the 11th out of 14 kids. And, you know, a lot of money like that would have really helped his family out. His dad told him, no, stay at Boston College, get your degree from Boston College. You that will be bigger for you in the long run. And he decided to stay at Boston College to be with his coaches who uh, built a relationship with him in recruiting way before he ever turned into the player he is now. Uh, He wants to play with the guys that he, he, you know, came up with in school. I thought this this is the exact story we want to hear. Right. Guys that are and listen, I don't want him to have to turn down a bunch of money. Right. He's got some NIL stuff there at Boston College. I want him to be able to, to make good money and, and still have a successful college career. But, you know, not just taking the first thing and the easiest thing offered and going somewhere, staying there and doing it with his teammates and with the coaches that are, are doing the best they can to help develop him. I thought that was just awesome to hear.
0: Zay flowers better get taken care of by the football gods. Yep. Because, and I read, I read the article school offered him 600 grand, or I guess the school, the school didn't the, the collective connected to a school, right? And remember he wasn't in the portal. He hadn't said anything publicly. These were all people that contacted him somehow right uh, said that there there was another deal that they off, an, another collective connected to another school offered him 300 grand and i just hope he stays healthy and i hope he gets drafted high i'll tell you this nfl teams are going to love that yeah they're going to absolutely now it, it comes to producing on the field right and the guy can play there's no doubt about it but this is, this is the type of story that makes you smile and it makes you go, good stuff better happen to that kid. Yep. And if bad things happen to him, I'm going to be sad. Because yep. $600,000 is a lot of money.
1: I think, uh, I think good things are going to happen to him. And all right. <laughs> Someone's going to pay him some good money just to find out who those schools were, <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's That's what's really interesting is I want to know who was reaching out to him and doing it the grimy way. He was not in the transfer portal. That's tampering. And you know that collectives, I wouldn't think collectives are going at it alone to start Barking up trees like Zay Flowers at Boston College, right? Before there's any conversation with the coaching staff.
0: I'll I'll tell you this. Like, Zay Flowers, because I remember reading it. He he is one of 14 kids. And I believe he's also got like 20 nieces and nephews. Yeah. So that, that money would would have made a real difference for his family. So please football gods watch over this young man. Bring him all the receptions, all the touchdowns. I I just hope that I hope he gets rewarded for his loyalty because that's that is what that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Yep. Right when you show this amount of loyalty, you make this type of decision, you're supposed to get rewarded from for it at the end of the day. So that's that's all I'm hoping for, man, is that.
1: I'm sure that, you know, he's got, what, a couple of NIL deals already. He's got one that's got a BMW. I'm sure that somehow Boston College was had to be able to sweeten the pot a little bit through whatever NIL connections they have. I don't know, but I hope so. Also,
0: hey, Phil Djurkovic, that QB, when he's healthy, man, he can spin it. So yeah. maybe, maybe Flowers looked around at these other collect, you know, the collectives that were connected to the schools, and they're like, oh,
1: ooh,
0: I don't want to play with that. I don't want to play with that QB. I'll take my guy.
1: Right. And you, hey, you go out there and you have a good year, and like. It works out well. You can make up more than that 600 grand. So I like it.
0: Yep. No, I'm with you. Come on, football gods. Take care of Zay Flowers. Protect protect that young man. All right. Who do you have as your loser of the weekend? Uh,
1: My loser is anyone trying to break into the NBA ranks and coaching. Mike Brown is going to be hired by the Kings, right? It's like his, it's his fourth or fifth stop as a head coach. Am I the only person that is tired of the musical chairs in professional coaching? It's the same thing in baseball, same thing in football, same thing in basketball. It's just the same exact names recycled over and over and over and over again it's kind of annoying.
0: I, I i would, I would assume there are some young coaches out there that are very annoyed, but he's also, he's, he's been on Steve Kerr's staff. Yeah. Been with the he's Warriors good. organization.
1: Nothing against Mike Brown. I think, I think he's, I think he's really good. I think he's, he's done some really good stuff, obviously, but, There's just no creativity there. No thinking outside the box at all for the Kings. And maybe in the NBA, frankly, it doesn't even matter. If you get the right handful of players, uh, you got a shot. If you don't have the right handful of players, you don't have a shot. That's yeah. It's like 90% of it. The,
0: the Kings playoff drought is still ongoing. Right. I mean, they they haven't been, I looked it up earlier, 16 years.
1: Probably since Vlade Divox was there.
0: It's been, I remember when they were good. They were playing like the lake. The only problem is they ran up against Shaq and Kobe.
1: What Chris Weber and who all was there?
0: Your Vladi, Yeah. Chris Weber
1: was good. Yeah.
0: I don't know if he was as good as some people think he was, but solid had a solid run there. But I, I'm with you now when it comes to Mike Brown, not only he he's done, he was a Popovich guy. Remember he was the, he was the Cavs head coach. Uh, so he's got probably he's been in what, the
1: league for going on about 25 years. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think he did the Olympic stuff too. So I don't, good luck with the Kings, Mike.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I've, Maybe, maybe he's the guy to turn it around in Sacramento. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sold, but we'll, we'll see. All right, I'll give you my winner and loser.
1: But first, First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial, financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs, checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all, whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone. Everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank with First Fidelity Bank. Visit ffb.com for more information.
0: And if you are a whiskey or bourbon drinker, stop what you're doing, head to your favorite liquor store and buy some Balcones products. You've got to grab some of Balcones Lineage Single Malt Whiskey. It was just voted one of the top 20 whiskeys in the world by Whiskey Advocate, and you'll be shocked by how affordable it is. Also, you got to snag some of Balcony's baby blue corn whiskey. It's made from blue corn. That's the fancy corn. And that is why it has won more than 25 awards. Last but certainly not least, you got to buy some of Balcony's pot still bourbon. Its big flavors make it the perfect bourbon to drink year-round. Remember in 2012, Balcony's single malt won the best in glass competition, beating brands like Johnny Walker and McAllen. It became the first American distillery ever to win the competition. This stuff is the real deal, people. If you love great whiskey and bourbon at a great price, then Balcones products are the only way to go. The whiskey may be made in Texas, but the owners, yeah, they're from Oklahoma. To find a liquor store that has it, visit BalconesDistilling.com. All right, for my winner of the weekend, thought about going with Dorian Finney-Smith from the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks beat the Suns. 111, 101. Dorian Finney Smith, eight of 12 from three. Woo! That'll get it done. Everyone, hey, now, and Luca was great. Uh, he didn't shoot it particularly well. He certainly he shot the three horribly. Dorian Finney Smith is the reason that series is even at two. That was a massive performance. Pick up the
1: slack, huh? With Luca not hitting from range, eight of twelve. Wow, eight of twelve, and it was that—that was the only way he scored. Had twenty-four points, hit
0: eight threes, and Luca one of ten from three. So, Dorian Finney-Smith put the Mavs on his back. That was that was massive. But also thought about going with Rich Strike. Wow, eighty to one odds and wins the Kentucky Derby rocking sooner, red and white baby. The owner, Rick Dawson from Edmond. He said they found out about 30 seconds before the deadline on Friday that rich strike would be running in the Kentucky Derby. I, maybe the best part, dude, that is one of my favorite. What do you call Is that horse play by play? Like, is that the proper, like, yeah, is that the proper way to? I think so. Yep. You know, stride by stride, horse stride by stride, announcing. I don't know what you call it. But that the surprise in that guy's voice, it, he didn't even acknowledge Rich Strike until, like, he was about to
1: win. It was like. He probably didn't know who the hell it was. He was in, like, 15th at the final, po- at the, uh, right before the final straight.
0: It was. I, did you see the video of the overview shot of it? Yes. First of all, give me, give me more of that angle. No doubt. Chasing, please. That was incredible. But I, that dude, what? Sonny Leone, the jockey,
1: he was steering that thing like a car, man. That was unbelievable. That was so cool. That I didn't watch the race, but I saw that someone sent me that overhead shot. And I was just like, that's amazing. And I refuse to believe that those horses don't know what's going on right i they were, that that sucker knew what was going on, and he was weaving through those oh, it was so cool I loved it loved that it.
0: was i I think that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in horse racing. I'll be the first one to tell you oh, watch a couple of races a year, yeah, <laughs> the triple crowd races, but I love the fact after it like. The horse was so excited that it was just like like It was just like gnawing on that guide horse. Did that guy punch the horse that won the <laughs> Kentucky Derby?
1: What the hell was that? I don't know. But that I'm telling you, that, that was so wild. And I don't know after all that race how he had that much left in the tank to run those horses down, man. That was so, so cool. It was,
0: it was exhilarating yeah. to watch. And Rich Strike was purchased by Dawson for $30,000 last fall. Just won $1.86 million for winning the Kentucky Derby.
1: Well, yes, but way more than that. that stud fee from now on is gonna be through the roof that is awesome
0: that still that call that the surprise the
1: red strike like that was (laughs) oh my gosh that was that was
0: it made it so much better
1: every all the other horses it looked like they were in slow motion man that when you're looking at it from the top and he's just weaving through them, and gets up there oh man it's so cool Unbelievable.
0: Awesome. Never I I honestly, full disclosure, I didn't know that horse racing could fire me up that much. I like right. And yep. the the OU connection, right? Like you look at the program, it says Sooner Red, Sooner Red Cap. Like obviously that made me very fired up. And kind of mad that I didn't go. To, I've been before and it was it made me mad I wasn't there because I definitely would have bet on that horse. Like I wouldn't yeah. have had a choice, right? But that's awesome. I that was so cool.
1: And so cool. The, the but my other winner part of the weekend of it is you know old Rick uh, also bet on the horse. Like I don't know much how much he bet on it, but you know he bet on it.
0: We we need to find someone that knows Rick. We need to get him on the pod to talk get about winning the, the Kentucky pod. Derby. If, awesome. if someone can connect us with Rick, just t- tell him to holler at me. All right, but my winner of the weekend, OU softball. Swept Oklahoma State in Bedlam. And I went to game one on Thursday, and I went to game three on Saturday. I just didn't go to game two where they actually won the Big 12 championship when they, when they clinched the series win. But it was – man, that place was packed. And uh, the energy there just it, – it's fun. And their 10th Big 12 championship in a row – after they won game two of the series where Hope Trout she won. Was, she was awesome mm-hmm. in that one. Just truly a decade of dominance dominance for Patty Gasso and Oklahoma softball. And just some of the highlights of being at the games, like watching Jordy Ball pitch in person, it's an experience now. Like watching it yeah. on TV is one thing, but just watching her, like, she kind of scares me, man. I don't know how else to put it. Like, she, she's intimidating as hell, and it's,
1: it's fun to watch. Like, the yeah. intensity, the... That's, that's rare for a, a... You see that type of kind of attitude and energy and closers that come in at the end of games, but rarely do you see that from a starter that's out on the mound that long. And to be able to to play with that type of level for that long and every single pitch to restart the fire, it's cool to watch.
0: Yeah, it was it was a ton of fun to watch in person. And she completely shut Oklahoma State down in game one. But watching Jocelyn Alo hit that grand slam on senior day, and I know that they're about to play more games in the postseason. Right. In Norman and in Oklahoma City. I get it. But it's still senior day. Right. And to blast a grand slam that ends up winning the game on your senior day. Like, how cool is that? That's so
1: sweet. It was it's so cool that you could be so good that everyone knows what's about to happen. Right. We we were hanging out in the in the backyard had around the pool. Had the game on in the back. And then it's like, oh, bases are loaded. Jocelyn Alo's up. Everyone gets out of the pool. Crowds around the TV. And sure thing. Spank and everyone just goes crazy. It was awesome. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. I was, I was losing it. Took the little guy to the game too. Saw his first softball action in person. Seemed to enjoy it. So we got it. We got to work on it. The loud cheers struggles a little bit with
1: a little Struggle. resistant to the, uh, the crowd noise. Huh? I
0: was like, I was like, Hey man, you're going to have to get used to it. So uh, now yeah, we did the those... headphones yeah. and it, he, he, he was fine with that, but then he kept taking them off. So I was like, ah, just deal with yeah, it. No You'll one to wants cry. to
1: hear nothing. Right. I understand not wanting to hear nothing, but the roar out of nowhere, not knowing what's going on. I get it.
0: He was, he was a little startled. Right, the grand, grand Slam. This is good. Grand slam. Everyone's losing it. And my 10 month old son is sitting there crying. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Come on, get it together. Uh, this awesome. crowd go crazy. No, it was uh yeah, but you you look at OU softball finishing the regular season at 48 and one. Uh not too shabby, Patty. Damn you,
1: Texas. Uh oh. <laughs> damn,
0: damn you, Texas. All right, for my loser of the weekend. Thought about going with the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, yikes! Got smacked by the Golden State Warriors this weekend one forty two one twelve, and the Warriors out. The Warriors did shoot the lights out of the ball, right? They shot fifty three percent from three. You know, you're not, you're, no one's beating them when they shoot it that way. But real, the real concern for the Grizzlies is John ja Morant's knee. Right? He looked. He looked worried, and I didn't think it was a dirty play or anything by Jordan Poole. It was awkward. Like, he just kind of, like, grabbed his leg and moved it, but there's a lot of other ways. If you're going to try to hurt a guy's knee, like, there's a lot of other ways to do it than, like, grabbing it and moving it, his leg to the other. That whole thing was weird. I didn't think it was I, – I didn't think he should be arrested like some people think now. Maybe if I was a Memphis fan, I would think differently. But I just, I just thought they got their ass whooped and it it made it even worse when job limped off the court. Yeah. So not
1: great. Not great for the Grizz. No, that's brutal. Um, And he, he, even if golden state's going to run away with this thing as they might, they're that good right now. He's still one of the most entertaining guys to watch, and it's worth seeing him in that series, even if they're not going to pull it off just because of how entertaining he is. So, and you never know, man. Sometimes you can move around on it, and, and you go back there, and the MRI tells you something bad. And I always say this, man. Once you get cut on, the body's never the same. So I I just I hope hope everything's good. Yeah.
0: I I think we all hope because he is he is must see TV for me. He is
1: a freak. He is I mean
0: oh my gosh. You talk about elite athleticism. That guy that's that's what he, elite athleticism looks like. I also thought about going with the refs in the Celtics Bucks game. I mean it was pretty obvious that Marcus Smart was trying to shoot a three there, right? Yeah. I mean Drew Holiday just he fouled him. I mean definitely fouls him. But to call that a rip through I was like no, he's definitely he definitely should be shooting three free throws but he executed the missed the second one on purpose flawlessly and they just couldn't bat the damn ball in the basket or at least Horford did
1: it but the buzzer had sounded. Uh Yeah. I don't know man. I uh that's that's a close series. Very close. Closer than I thought it was going to be.
0: It's fun. Yeah, it's fun to watch. But my loser of the weekend, I'm going with McLaren, man. Like, I've thought about making McLaren my Formula 1 team, but just because I love Ricardo, I like Lando Norris, but no points for McLaren at the Miami Grand Prix. None. Now, Lando Norris looked like he was... He, he was going to make something happen, right? But little contact with old Pierre Gasly on lap 41 and his damn tire just goes rolling down the track and he's out of the race. I was like, wait, and he just spinning like a helicopter. I was just like, oh my gosh, what just happened there? And then Ricardo finishes just outside the points P 11. So man, I Zach Brown was talking a big game. Hey, we're going to finish in the top three this year. I go, what? No. Not even close. Ferrari, Red Bull, and even Mercedes with all the porpoise in are doing they porpoising
1: down in Miami? That's the place to do it.
0: Yeah, if you're going to porpoise, <laughs>
1: Miami's the place
0: to porpoise. But I, I there was a lot of buzz coming in to the season about McLaren and just, just just really not looking as as sharp as I wanted it. you, you want to take a guess who won, Ted? Verstappen. He did. Verstappen <laughs> wins, and Ferrari. Red Bull,
1: right? Is he Red Bull?
0: He is. Uh, Verstappen is Red Bull. Correct. Him and Perez. So those are your nice. two Red Bull guys. Ferrari had the other two guys on the podium with Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. And is did you tell me Verstappen is Honda? No, Verstappen is Red Bull, and Red Bull's engines last season were made by Honda. I don't know okay. if they still make them. I'll, I'd have to give that a Google. I feel okay. like someone commented when we talked about this one time and said that Honda doesn't make their engines anymore. But okay. hey, wh- whoever's making the Red Bull engine right now, for Verstappen, he-, he was driving the hell out of that thing. He looked good. Awesome. But
1: please tell me you saw the podium. <laughs> I, I did not, but I, I see what you have here, and I saw a headline about this. It didn't click on it.
0: They, so normally when they go on the podium, they've got these hats, right? It's like this hat, like the tire sponsor. And I don't know who thought this was a good idea, but they throw them in football helmets to go up there. <laughs> they're wearing black football helmets. You know, these little, these little dweeby F1 guys. And no, like they're not football players, but these are, I mean, these are, they are like, none of them are like jacked or anything. They're like some of them are skinny jacked, right? right. You know, they kind of yeah, like yeah. a there's, there's like a runner. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a runner. So these football helmets, like these are even though their necks are strong as hell, looks it's like not like they heads. got a teddy layman neck. <laughs> I mean, Versteppen's got this helmet on, and he looks like a little kid. Looks like a damn bobblehead because the helmet's just massive. I was like, what are you doing to these guys? This is not a good look.
1: That's funny. And they're not nearly as comfortable as those racing helmets they're wearing either. Oh,
0: no. And, and speaking of speaking of uncomfortable, Martin Brundle, before the race, Teddy, If I, I don't expect you to watch the highlights of the race, but if you can find one thing on the internet from the Miami Grand Prix, find Martin Brundle just walking around interviewing people before the race. It was incredible content. And so very awkward. It, it was fantastic. And the highlight of it, he seems to he seems to have a uh, a bit of a grudge with Venus and Serena Williams. I, I would like to explore that more, right? There's <laughs> there's definitely some hostility there, but he thought he thought Paulo Buncaro, the, the player from Duke, the guy, he's gonna be like a top three draft pick in the NBA at the very worst. He'll go third. He thought he was Patrick Mahomes. Goes up to him, Patrick. Patrick starts asking him questions. And mind you, but Caro is like six <laughs> ten, and he's like, "Oh, there's Patrick Mahomes." And you could, just, it was like watching a car crash in slow motion. And during the middle of it, obviously someone's in his ear telling "Hey, man, that's not Patrick Mahomes." He was like, he's like. Who are you? I, I'm sorry. I called you Patrick. I, you're not him. He's
1: like, oh, I'm follow. It was. It was, it was awesome. amazing.
0: It, incredible. You got to watch
1: it. Yeah. If you're ever confused, uh, Mahomes is not 6'10", and he will have a small blonde surgically attached to his hip that never gets more than six inches away from him at any moment in time. Hey. <laughs> They're married, man.
0: I don't. Not That's gonna insult. Hey, I I don't know her at all. Had a couple of interactions. I wouldn't say she was over the top nice <laughs> or anything like that, but hey man, if she makes him happy, let my man live. I agree. Let him live. I agree. But yeah, you you gotta go watch that. And there was also uh Brundle, like stalked David Beckham. He was not taking no for an answer. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean he, they put him, it was a really hard spot to be in. He's like interviewing some of these people he doesn't he like very famous, but he doesn't
1: know who they like. He's a Formula One guy, you know? He's, he's like, no plank. They need they should have called in Chris Plank for that. He, plank he would did thrive know. in that environment. Plank would
0: Plank would crush that, but he did know who DJ Khaled was, and he got he landed the DJ Khaled interview, and DJ Khaled kind of killed it. It was pretty sweet. That's cool. On that note. Episode 212 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop Thursday morning. Actually, do you want to record Wednesday morning? I feel like that. Let's do it. Let's do it. That'll that'll be the plan. So look for that around Wednesday. We've been getting it out about noon. So look at it. Look, uh, be ready Wednesday around lunchtime. Just a reminder you can hear Teddy from three to six on 947 the ref. You can hear me from three to on Sirius XM Big Twelve Radio, Channel 375. Hope you all have a great week. Hope everyone had a great Mother's Day. You're appreciated, moms. All of you. That's right. We love you guys. Until next time, we appreciate y'all for listening. Do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other.
2: one.